just an attitude of prayer. Let's just continue to pray. Just pray, say, Lord, speak to me today. As I'm in your presence, Father, Lord, you will speak with me. I'll take something from today, and my life shall be the better because of it in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, as I sit down, Father, tabernacle with me today. Be with me this one hour or so as we share that I will hear your voice. Thank you, Father, Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Greet one or two people before you sit down. God bless you. To greet. I'm not sitting down, but I'll greet. Hallelujah. Those that are still standing, that means you haven't greeted two people. Hallelujah. It's good to be in church once again on a beautiful Friday afternoon like this, isn't it? Hallelujah. And uh, I was so blessed. You know, once I came in, uh, when I was supposed to give the word today, I kept on wondering what it shall be. I was pondering over it yesterday. I, was, I had the message, but I just said, God, I need a confirmation. Hallelujah. And once I came in and pastor came up, in fact, when Brother Kibbe started, you know, the song, the pre-worship went to what pastor was saying, and then all the song selection that Brother Kibbe spoke. The message is all in there. Hallelujah. And that was the confirmation I needed. And I know that God will speak to us today as I share with you one or two things that he has laid before me. But before we go then, last month, what did we discuss? What did God speak to you about? I don't want this to be a normal exercise. We come on Friday and we forget the messages. Huh? Last time, okay. Last time that I spoke, what was it on? Hmm? Stagnation. Are we stagnant, isn't it? Have we seen an upward movement in our lives by the grace of God? I'm sure God has had me doing a new thing in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, the English language is something that is very, is very profound, and you can speak it in various forms. Am I correct? I had the opportunity of schooling both in Nigeria and schooling in the UK. And the way they speak English is totally different. Am I correct? Now, I'm not talking about the accent. Accent is very easy. When a Nigerian is speaking, you will know. When a Ghanaian is speaking, you will know. When a Kenyan is speaking, you know. Maybe the Indians might not know, but the Africans will know. Am I correct? And it's the same thing, the Indians, uh, when somebody from Malayalam is speaking, a Tamil is speaking, you'll know the difference, or Gujarati, you'll know the difference, isn't it? But I'm not talking about the accents. I'm talking about the meanings. Am I correct? How English was spoken. So let me give an example. A Nigerian man will come and say, you're silly. Okay? Let's say, for example, you say, he must say, you are very silly. Okay? Okay? Then the one can say, that might be a silly thing he did. Am I correct? A British person. He's more putting on the other side, one is more of being direct, isn't it? Are we together? So you end up seeing that interpretation, and that's why a lot of British people, you have to read in between the lines to know what they're saying. It's not that direct. It's not that affirmative. 
Are we together? Now, it's the same thing in the word of God. There's a lot of things that are spoken. There are a lot of the things that are said that, cannot, that might be affirmative depending on how you express it. So today, I'm talking about the power of speaking positively. The power of speaking positively. Are we together? The first thing he answered, Pastor was saying, Pastor was declaring over Jerusalem. Am I correct? Brother Kibe came in also, and he was also declaring. And the last prayer he did, he was also decreeing. Wait there. Are we in church? Are we following? They were speaking positively. And that is what God has called us to do. And we're going to look at that today. Praise the Lord. Our text is taken from Job chapter 22 verse 28. It says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. It's talking. This was one of Job's friends that was talking about Job. That Job would declare a thing and it will be established. It wasn't he may or will. He said you will and it will be established. It was confirmed. Now, speaking positively can be in the form of declarations I told you or form of a decree. Okay, so I love, I love, I love Oman when I'm coming here. You'll never hear that they have passed a law. They'll say the Sultan has issued a royal decree. Hallelujah. And most of the other Western documents say they have passed a law, but here it has issued a royal decree. It's positive, it's there. It's confirmed. Am I correct? So, what is a decree? Let's just even get the definition of a decree so it's know the, the, the extreme side of speaking positively. And number one, when I went to search that, it says an order usually having the force of law. Okay? An order usually have a force of law. Example, a judicial decree or a royal decree, as I mentioned to you. The second one, it says an official order issued by a legal authority. We're going to come back to those definitions. I want us to look at there because I'm taking somewhere. Look about that legal, look at that authority. Having the force of law. Those are very important things. Okay? Now, we have gotten that as per decree. Now, let's look about speaking. Speaking, well, now we're looking at it in the spiritual aspect. Speaking now is more of things that we do in the spiritual realm. Okay? And it comes in different forms. It comes in prayer. Thank God for Pastor Abraham. Last week, he took us through what prayer is. Okay? And in the form of prayer... It's slightly different from a declaration or even praying. And I'll just, I'll just give you a small synopsis there. No, when we're praying, as Pastor told us, it's a request made for God, isn't it? Requesting his intervention, praying for people, seeking the face of the Lord. Are we together? Now, declaring is something, announcement of something that God has already done. Something we already possess. Okay? Something that is already known. You have declared it. It's already there in the Bible. You're only reaffirming it. Okay? And decree is establishing something here. It might be new or something that's there that you make sure that I'm establishing this thing here. When the Sultan sends a decree, 
a decree. It's established. Am I correct? It might be a new order, but it's established by a decree. Hallelujah. Now, whether we're praying or decreeing, okay, or even declaring, nothing you speak should be outside the will of God. Are we together? Nothing should be outside the will of God or the word of God or the character of God. Okay? You cannot be praying against someone's marriage because that's not the will of God. Am I correct? You cannot decree anything outside the will of God. Or against speaking or praying or decreeing against the will of God in someone's life. Everything must be within God's character, within God's word, and within God's will in that. Are we together? Hallelujah. Now, one of the things we find out, when we're speaking, what are we speaking? We're speaking words. Am I correct? Now, first of all, we have to understand the significance of our words. If we don't understand the significance of our words, then there's nothing we can do. Whether it's praying, whether it's declaration, or whether it's decree, we will not understand anything. Now, I'll take us back just to understand the foundation of the words. Why your words matter. Number one. Are we together? The world was created by words. Hallelujah. The words were created. Let there be light. God spoke. God did not have to speak. He could have just molded it and whatever it is. But he called it forth. He said, let there be light. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 5 to 7, Peter was also retreating and saying it. For this they willfully forgot, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water, and in the water, by which the word, world that then existed perished, being flooded by the water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same, are reserved for fire unto the day of judgment and perdition of the godly men. Praise the Lord. When God did creation, it was all about speaking. When he even, when he even destroyed the world during the flood, it was all about speaking. God continued to talk. He continued to decree. Let there be light. God has not stopped decreeing things in our lives. And that's something we're supposed to be able to learn. In the creation, on the seventh day, what happened? Hmm? God rested. But did he stop? He continued. It's just that he rested. If God had stopped, all of us would be dead. Every day he's making things new in our lives. So why would you stop declaring? Why would you stop decreeing? Why would you stop praying for those things to come in your life? Every day we have to create something that God has ordained for us to happen in our lives. We have to profess it. If God rested and continued... We are also have to continue. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Number two, reaffirmation of life. The significance of words. Proper verse, popular verse, Proverbs 18.21. What does it say? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Hallelujah. In the power of the tongue. 
Are we together? What do we need to survive? The Bible has given us a formula for survival. Let me see good Bible scholars. How do we survive? What do we need to survive on this earth? Huh? The word and what else? The word and what else? So if, if I just sit down here and just read the word of God, I'll survive. I'll, someone said something? Bread. Bread! Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Matthew 4, 44 and 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written, Mine shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. The physical is there. You need to eat to survive. I think the maximum you can survive is uh, two weeks without water. Am I correct? Something about that. And then food you can do longer, but then you get there. Two things that God said was important. Bread and the word of God. Don't eat, the word, don't eat bread, you'll die. Don't drink water, you'll die. Don't declare the word of God, you'll die what? Spiritually. Are we together? Those are the significance of words in our lives. If creation could come there, okay, and reaffirmation of our life is in the word of God, then we need to take it serious. Number three. Who's born again here? So how did you become born again? Did I say, Brother Cecil, you're born again? I declare you born again. And he's born again. Is that what happens? So how does that happen? Believe in what else? Hmm? Confess. But the wedding is getting all the answers. I don't know whether he's sitting in front. If you confess with your mouth, it's a choice. Romans 9, 10, 9 says, And if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Without that confession, you can't be born again. I can't do it on behalf of somebody else. Are we together? You have to confess. That's the only way you have gotten your salvation, by words. The same words you are created is the same words you are using to be born again. Forget about the words. That's what I said. When God says, you shall live by bread, uh, you shall live by bread, not bread alone, but with also the word of God. Without the word of God, you're dead spiritually because you're not born again. Are we together? I'm just trying to give you the importance of this. Fast forward. We go to Acts. And God left us with what? The Holy Spirit. Of all the signs that Jesus is actually show as for the Holy Spirit landing on somebody was what? Tongues of fire. I'm wondering why, why, out of all the organs in the body, why was it not the elbow? Why was it not the legs? It was a tongue of fire. It was the tongue of fire. There was a significance that it was a tongue of fire. It's there in Acts 2, 1 to 4. We read it. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them a divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each, one, each of them. 
And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with our other tongues as the Lord's Spirit gave them utterance. The significance of that is that there's weightage in your words. God has asked us to what? Evangelize. What do you evangelize with? With your words. With your mouth. That's the significance of that. Other tongues. Okay, we can go speaking tongues, different things, but I'm giving the significance of the importance of words in our lives. We should never take it for granted. Are we together? So I've got into those four points. If you think your words don't matter, go back and look at it. People were created by words. Our reaffirmation of life is by words. We are born again by words. And we live by the Holy Spirit by our words. Are we together? Always remember those four points. And then you'll know the importance of your words. Praise the Lord. Now, I move on. The importance of positive words. So, we're talking about things that are positive. I'm not going to talk about the negative today. Because I know if I had a negative, we're going to have a long discussion. Okay? What someone has said, what someone has not said. The ones that can talk, the ones cannot talk. I'm not looking at that part of the aspect. I'm looking at the positive words in our lives today. And one of the things I found out, okay, is number one. It makes the spiritual manifest in the physical. When you decrease something, okay, it makes the spiritual manifest in the physical. Are we together? Matthew 18, 8 to 20. Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. Daniel was praying when the angel down to help him. Am I correct? There's a lot of things that we can unlock in the spiritual if we profess it here. So it locks, it makes the spiritual manifest in the physical. Things that you have seen in the spirit, things that you have spoken forth, you do not know it's going, how it's going to happen, but it will manifest. If you call negative things to you, it will come negativity. Am I correct? Number two, it unlocks kingdom resources. Like in Daniel, angels were commissioned. Now, one of the things is God's word shall not fall to the ground. Are we together? So if you call forth God's word, he is obliged to back it up. That's something that's very important. Deuteronomy 11.24 Every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, 
the river Euphrates, even to the West Sea, shall be your territory. That's why you have to know the word of God in any situation that you find yourself. Whatever you call forth, whatever you have said according to God's word, God, this is what you have said concerning this. God is obliged because his word cannot fall to the ground. God is not a liar. This verse that I was reading to you, I think something happened and um, it was, I, in the office, I was, my office was moved from the first floor to the second floor. And it was supposed to be something that took uh, over one week. Just they did renovations, moved to the second floor and the person on the second floor did not want to move. So it ended up taking one month. One month. So he finally moved on a Thursday. Moved his plants, pictures, whatever it is, moved out. And I was supposed to come to the office. But within my spirit, I just felt, moving to that office, I don't think is that easy. So what did I do? On Saturday, I walked into the office. The office was empty, and I had not moved it. And I prayed over it. People did not know why I was coming to the office, because it was rare for me. Usually I work from home. But I went to the office. All the corners, I prayed. Whoever comes to this office shall have peace. Whoever comes to this office shall have a solution. You know what I'm saying? Whatever has been kept here or whatever has been said in this place, it has no hold on me. After praying, I went back home and then I moved in on Sunday. God has given me that small area to possess and I'm possessing about everything. Whatever God has given you, you need to possess it. You need to speak back to him and possess it. You cannot possess it by just sitting down quietly and just say, okay, Lord, this and this. You need to declare it. You need to decree it. It's mine. And bring us to the third point. When you decree, when you speak positive, it changes your mindset of life. Most of our mindset is, God, oh, please, God, this and this, this and this. But God has already done it. It's left for you to declare it and claim it. It's like you. You have an insurance claim, but you do not know that you have an insurance claim. Maybe you had an accident. I do not know that it's covered by insurance. Let's say you have insurance, but maybe there's a small dotted line. You do not know that it's covered. But if you read through, you will know the extent of your coverage. Am I correct? A lot of things we do not know. We need to change our mindset. I think when I meet Pastor, Pastor Dennis in my office, we're in the same office, in the same floor. And uh, we greet, you know, the way they would all greet, uh, how are you? And the first thing that comes from his mind, or from his words, what do you say? Huh? God is helping us. Are you getting it? Attributes that God is helping us. How are things going? God is helping us. It changed our mindset. There was an 85-year-old grand, 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 uh, we call him Grandpa Ron in Aberdeen. And you greet this man, very elderly Scottish man. You greet him. You say, hi, Grandpa Ron. He said, I'm blessed and highly favored. Anytime you greet him, even he's on his bed, he's sick. I'm blessed and highly favored. He kept on saying, professing those things up to his grave. His mindset has changed. If you have the negative mindset, nothing will change. 
If you have the positive mindset that this is what God says, nothing will change. In the face of everything, I'll smile and say, it will be well. That's the mindset that you should have. Forget what the storm is. What is happening around us. What does God's word say concerning that thing? You go and hear a doctor's report. You come back and say, oh, this is what the doctor said. This is what is happening, this and this. Yeah, this is what the doctor said. I'm not bothered. Because this is what God says. You don't have a job. You're looking for the next job. You should be able to relax and say, no, I will not lack. I'm a child of God. God will make provision in due season. You go to the visa, you're having visa issues. ROP is bouncing you left and right. The heart of the king is in God's hands. The heart of the ROP is in God's hands. There's nothing that cannot be done. Are we together? That's the mindset that we should have. It's not that there won't be any problems. But it's going to be well. I can remember doing COVID. Can you remember COVID? Who can remember COVID? There was a lot of issues during COVID. Vaccination came. Oh, take it. Don't take it. Different theories. Different issues. Some took, some did not take. All that is past, isn't it? I took the vaccination, so I will, I will tell you. And, but that's not the point. Someone asked me, if you take it and you die, what happens? I said, all that will happen, I'll get to heaven before you. I'll wait for you to come. That is all. That's the worst. If I die today, the only thing is, you catch up, I'm in a better place. You will catch up with me. That's the worst that can happen. My body is gone, but I'm with the Lord. And the person looked at me, I was just shaking my head. How can I say that? But that's the fact. That's the fact. I'm born again. I'm going to heaven. So all of this say, okay, you'll say bye-bye. I, I, I even pity you. You'll be the one mourning over me. But I'm gone. That is what you should look at in life. We should not be sad when we come to this God's place. That's when Pastor came here. Pastor was declaring and everybody was answering unusually. Like Fridays. What's the most difficult thing in your life? That God does not have a word for it. No, let's think about it. What are you going through that someone has not gone through? It will unlock resources for you. It changes your mindset. There's the weight of the kingdom authority that it carries. Can you imagine the sultan making a decree and nobody carries it out? Is it possible? It's not possible. Let's fast forward to COVID. Isn't it? When they said no movement, was there any movement? <laughs> Those days, like they say, no movement. And I think I like it because in the Middle East, where you have the monarchy, nobody messes up with it. In the West, the Okai Ply cards is my human rights, it's my rights. Here, they just say, no movement, everybody was inside. The 
The fourth point. So positive, powerful words can be tailored and made. So you can decree what you want to the exact point in which you want it. Are we going? Are we going? It can be tailor-made. One of the things is I, 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 if someone's asking me for something, I don't, I don't like something being vague. I like it being tailored directly. Some of us are very good in uh, putting vague things. When you're asking God, you cannot say, no, 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 no. You say, God, this is what I want. You give it specifically. Are we together? If you're not specific on time, that's when the lawyers can take you to the cleaners. Because they'll always find a loophole, isn't it? But when you're dealing with God, the positive words declare, you need to declare them positively. When you decree something in God's kingdom, it can only take a decree to repeal it. Are we together? When Sultan Haisem gives a decree, he says a new decree has been announced, which is repealing the other decree, isn't it? That's the power which we have in our words. When God honors it, we will take another decree to repeal it. Are we together? Now, we have spoken about this bit. We're going to move on to the next one. So who has the right to speak positively? Who has the ability to speak positively? And I'll break it down to you. Number one is someone that has the head. Someone is leader. Someone who has the authority. Don't forget the, deci- the, the definition we gave of a decree. Someone with a legal authority, with a legal backing. Someone that has the authority. I love one part. It was in First uh, Kings seventeen fourteen. Elijah, was that Elijah? He said, "For thus says the Lord God of Israel: The bane of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth." He decreed it, and did it happen? Because this is what the Lord God says, and the Lord has given him that authority in that regard, and he was there to stay. Numbers 14, 28. Say to them, as I live, says the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. That's what God is saying. Now, there are three levels of authority that I can think that we have. You can have authority over things. You can have authority over nations. And you can also have authority over God's program, his program on earth. One character in the Bible that had all three was Abraham. Am I correct? Abraham had control over the things around him. Abraham had authority over the nations that he was coming in touch with or the ones that were growing for him. And that's why God said, will I do something without showing my servant Abraham, isn't it? God also said, I know Abraham. What I've commanded him, he will teach his household. So God can, you know, God needs man. Well, he uses man to accomplish his will on earth. God can look and say, Pastor Francis, by you, the whole of Oman 
we get to know the the word of God. He has given you that spiritual authority and it's for you to go and accomplish it. Alright? So you can see this is over things, over nations, and over his program. But we'll look at bits. Number one, the fathers of a household. You have a responsibility as a father. Are we together? You have a responsibility as a father because God has given you authority over your home. And that's why you need to speak positive things into your home. You need to decree and declare positive things into your home. A lot of things, a lot of times the issues that we have at home is because the men are sleeping. They have not realized the authority that has been given to them. It's a fact. With authority comes responsibility. And that's where we are responsible. That you be able to draw the line and say, no, this would not happen in my home, spiritually. And you pray for it. And you bring it to fault. The spiritual to manifest in the physical. You have a difficult child. The child is on his own. But Father, you're the one that gave me this child. This child shall be good. I will dedicate him to you. As a father, you stand in the gap. If I go to Genesis 27, 1 to 12, but I'll, I'll, I'll just pick it up. And it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see, that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, and he answered him. He said, Here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me. And make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Don't ever joke with praise and worship. They were bringing food to Isaac for him to bless. When you come to the place of God, you need to bring that food to him. That food is the praise and worship. Don't forget that. I'm just adding that by the side. Now Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and bring it. So Rebecca spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. According to what I have commanded you, go now to the flock and bring, from me, bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves then you shall take it to your father that he may eat and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am smooth-skinned. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be, to, uh, shall be a deceiver to him, and I shall bring a curse on myself, not a blessing. Hallelujah. This is a common story. Esau, Jacob, Isaac. If Rebecca had the power to bless Jacob, would she not have blessed Jacob? She would have even done it without a bat of an eye. 
and said, Jacob, I give you the full blessing. But she knew that authority laid with the father. Jacob still got it, but he was deceived getting it. But he still got it. So men, you have an authority. You have to decree. You have to declare concerning your homes. I don't want to hear right here, oh, this is what it is, this is what it is, oh, this is the way we're going about it, this and this, this is a problem we're having. No! I want to hear positive words concerning your families, concerning your children. Son, you shall not be wayward. You shall be counted among the living on that last day. My son, you will excel in your grades. You will fulfill your destiny. Am I speaking to a man today? Am I speaking to a man? Everybody's quiet now. The reason why I'm saying this is the family is a small subset of the church. If we get it right in the family, the whole church will be okay. Second set of people, husbands. You have authority over your wives. I spoke about fathers and children. After marriage, everything you own as a man belongs to your wife, isn't it? And sometimes the wives will say, what is mine is mine, what is yours is mine. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it belongs to all of us. But one of the things is, a woman derives her authority from the man. That's where God has ordained it. Her authority comes from the man. So as a man also, you have to decree and speak positively to your wife. You shall be fruitful. You shall multiply. The works of your hands shall be a success. Every morning, you decree that to your wife's life. And you'll see the difference. Sometimes you have issues with your spouse. It's not about talking. It's about kneeling down and praying. And God will sort it out. Hallelujah. That's the more reason why we have to pray for our leaders. Are we together? That is the more reasons that we see the people that have a right to decree. You need to be able to, people that have the right to say positive words, you have to pray for them. I'll give you an example. Genesis 9, 24 to 26. So Noah woke up from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. That was a blessing and that was a curse. Are we together? That was a blessing and that was a curse. You might look at it and say, oh, the father has blessed the right people. Oh, the father has cursed the right person. That shows the authority, as I was telling later on, that the father has. But let's look at it from the other part. Noah was drunk. That was the genesis of the problem, isn't it? If they prayed that character out of Noah, they would have gotten to where they were. Understand the logic. Noah is ahead. 
He has that authority to decree. He has authority to say positive things. But he's living a life that's not there. Did the family pray for him out of it? Wives, pray for your husbands. Children, pray for your parents. Church, pray for your leaders. Pray for the country. It's what the today stands up and says, no service, no Christian service in Muscat and the Sultanate of Oman. What happens? We close shop. Am I correct? But in the sense that we pray for him, God will bless us. Because his word has power, he has decree. So we have to pray for our leaders. Now, you will say, I say those are in leaders, those are in authority. Then where am I? I can see some sisters already carrying placards. I'm not a father. I'm not a husband. So where am I? Where do I derive my authority from? The second point is born again Christians. Are you born again? Have you given your life to Christ? If you have that, you can declare anything positive in your life. I'll back it up with the Great Commission. In March 16, 14 to 18. It says, Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe that those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into the, all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take out serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will be by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. By my name, you're born again. You have that authority. I'm not asking to go and carry snakes. No, 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 no. The snake will bite you for sure. And you'll be rushed to the hospital. But what God is telling you, he says, you have kingdom authority as a child of God. But most times, we do not know that our position. The same position your pastor has in front of God is the same position you also have. We have different assignments, but you're both child, children of God. You're both heirs of the kingdom. Whatever the general overseer position he has in front of God, you also have that same right and that authority. The reason why we run to spiritual leaders is because we are, do not know our rights. We do not know our standing. Our life is not right in God. If you know your place, your authority, you will say it and you will come to pass. If it's the will of God. But sometimes we don't understand that. We don't understand the authority we carry as children of God, as born again. We read 1 Peter 2.9 very easily. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's our position, but we'll just read it. A royal priesthood, someone that is in a place of worship, someone that is interceding on behalf of his family, someone that is speaking forth. Special people. 
हालेलुया आविद्या Your first introduction who are you I'm a Christian Never deny who you are Never deny who you are Stand firm This is who I am And because of who I am I derive these powers Sometimes you will see the handing over. Have you ever seen the handing over of presidents? One is coming. He's handing over to the next one. And what happens is all the paraphernalia of office just moves automatically to that person. The other person will leave now quietly. Maybe you have a, a last ride inside the a government limousine. He won't be inside the, the president's limousine anymore. You'll be in a different car. Taken to the airport where he'll go to his village. Everything has been taken off. Everything has been moved to the new man. Are we together? The second you're born again, kingdom resources are available to you. Sometimes I just pray that God will just open our eyes to see what is available. What God has kept in store for us. A president will be, will be excellent if he knows the extent of his power. And that's why he has AIDS. You say, ah, boss, you can do this, you can do this, you can do that. But some don't even realize what they do. And that's why nations are in problem. So please, if there's anything I've spoken about husbands, I've spoken about fathers, but your right as a child of God to speak positive things into your life is already ordained by God, is sealed. If you're living right with God and is within God's will, I think I remember Pastor Sean used to make a joke. You say, you're not permitted to ask me a question that I do not know. <laughs> Hallelujah. What you're saying that is, I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to be successful. So I'll just add this part. It's not part of my slides, but there are tips, okay, in speaking positively. Number one is you have to anchor it in scripture. Okay? When you see them passing decrees or laws according to section so, so, and so. Isn't it what they say? Am I correct? They will quote the section. If you go to a law case, they will quote whatever it is and they say according to that. And that's why you have to know your word. According to the book of so, 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 chapter so, so, and so, God says so, 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 and so, I'm decreeing it. Are we together? That's the first thing. If you're going to speak positively, it has to be backed by something. It's backed by legal authority, but it's also backed by the word of God. Two, you have to speak divine revelation from God. It's not, I'll just go and decree everything. I'll go and say, oh, I decree, speed limit now is no longer 120, it's 160. Me, I've told you that it has been increased to 170. Go and do 120. The camera will snap you. <laughs> and you pay a fine. 
Are, you, are we together? It's not everything you go and start declaring. What does the Holy Spirit say concerning that situation? What does the Word of God say to you particular that, about that particular situation? I've been in scenarios. I've been praying about certain people that have been ill here and there. And sometimes I hear God's word saying, this one is coming home. Of course, I won't tell the person, but God has said it, this one is coming home. Now, will I go back and say, hey, I decree you're going to rise up and this and this, when God has already spoken? No. What does the Holy Spirit say pertaining that situation? And I've heard certain times, I say, oh, this is just for a short time, the person. Now, it does not stop us from praying. Don't forget, David prayed from the time his son was ill to the time he died, isn't it? Perchance God will change his mind. But you have to know what the Spirit says in any situation. You shouldn't just be going back and just saying things that you do not have any backing. Are we together? And your affirmations should be, I spoke about it, should be direct, should be specific. Don't be ambiguous. When you're declaring the word of God, declare it according to what the word of God says. And you need to declare it with authority. With authority. And this will cultivate an unwavering faith. Whatever you declare, it grows your faith. Isn't it? Faith is a different description for a different date. Faith is where you can wait until God brings it forth. But nothing is changing. You're consistent. It's going to happen. Am I correct? God has spoken. Who told you it's going to happen one month? Who told you it's going to happen two months? It can take several months. It can take years. Are we together? But you have to be consistent. Are we together? Incorporate gratitude in all your declarations and give testimonies about it. Back it up with the word of God. Back it up that it's God that has done this for us. There's nothing that we have done in our own strength. It's always to the glory of God. Hallelujah. As I wrap up, I'm just wrapping up. As I said, it's time, in conclusion, it's time for us to be intentional about speaking what we want to create according to God's will. What do you want to see happening in your life? And speaking the promises of God to bring the manifestation of them in our lives. It's high time. We need to speak that out. We need to profess positively concerning things that we want to see happen in our lives and in our church. Hallelujah. No more negative words from us. We're going up. We're moving on. Hallelujah. We're moving on. And the Lord will help us. God bless you. Hallelujah. Church, what a wonderful message we have had this afternoon. The power of speaking positively. Proverbs 12, 18 says, Reckless work pierced like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. I pray that whatever we pronounce from our mouth 
shall bring peace and victory to us in the mighty name of Jesus. That is why the book of Ephesians is reminding us, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for, necess for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearer. Just the way what we have heard today has imparted my life and also imparts your life. Let us be on our feet. I want you to pray. I want you to confess to God, Lord, let no corrupt word proceed out of my mouth. You need to speak positively about yourself. Begin to tell God that, God, I need your Holy Spirit to guide my utterance, to guide what I'm going to say. Let no corrupt word let no corrupt word proceed out of my mouth in the mighty name of Jesus. Talk to God that, Lord, I want to be speaking your word. I want to prophesy your word. I want to speak positively to somebody's life, to my life, to my partner's life. I want to speak positively to my job, to my children, to my environment, to my nation. Lord, I pray, Almighty God, your Holy Spirit, continue to guide me in the mighty name of Jesus. All my utterances, Lord, I want you to open your mouth and pray for yourself. That, Lord, let your Spirit continue to guide me so that I will continue to speak positively to my own life and to your own life as well in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, Almighty God, that you grant us your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit will dwell in our life so that we continue to speak positively into our life, into our environment, into our job, into our spouse, and into everything that connected to us. We speak positively in the mighty name of Jesus. We have heard your word today. Father, give us the enablement. Give us the power. Give us the strength to always remember what we have heard today. Let, them, let us know that, Lord, we have the responsibility to speak, to take the bull by the horn and speak positively to our life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we want to thank you for your servant that you have used for us this day. We pray for more anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray that, Lord, you will bless him, bless his star, bless the children, bless the work of his hand in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us continue to hear positively from him in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray for each and every one of you Wherever you speak, even from the dream, from the sleep, you shall speak positively to your life in the mighty name of Jesus. We commit the leadership of the world. They continue to speak positively to their nations in the mighty name of Jesus. Every part of the world where there are crises, we pray, Almighty God, that you continue to speak. Everyone that is going to be contributing or that we're going to be discussing it, they will speak positively to wherever there are crises all over the world in the mighty name of Jesus. We remember the people of Palestine, we remember the people of Israel, that God Almighty, you will speak your word and bring peace to those nations in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we decree and declare that your peace shall reign in this region and beyond in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for each and every nation that are represented here, that I prophesize to your nation 
I speak positively to your nation that the peace of God, the relative peace of God, shall reign in your country in the mighty name of Jesus. It shall reign all over the world in the mighty name of Jesus. We speak to Russia, we speak to Ukraine, that peace of God will reign all over there in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. As the year is going to an end, Lord, this church, we, our activities has commenced. Father, we speak positively that every all of our activity shall glorify your name in the mighty name of Jesus. It shall all be success in the mighty name of Jesus. And we shall testify to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. As we go, Lord, when we meet next week, we pray, Almighty God, that it shall be positive testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Uh, before we share the grace, please let us exit through my left side because the next church they are waiting, ensure that you go through my left side. Only those with children with prime that can go through the back door. The equipment and everything goes through this side. God bless you. Let's share the grace together in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Do have a wonderful week.